Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, uh, have you seen a sex tape? No. So we're in 1992. Wayne's World. The spinoff of Saturday Night Live skit. Do you guys want the lore? The Genesis of Wayne's World. Yeah. Uh, Before you do that, who are you, sir? <laughs> Hello, my name is uh, my name is Steve Kreklow. Uh They know me as Scuba Saul on Twitch Television. Uh, I I I come to this podcast of yours uh, humbly to uh, give my uh, opinions about Wayne's World because not only is it one of my favorite comedies of all time, I grew up in Toronto where it's basically the story is is a Toronto story, and I'm also a film composer. So um, yeah. I work in film, and uh, part of that is due to my love of movies like Wayne's World. Excellent! So I'm dude. so happy that you guys had me on. Yeah, I'm so happy Already. you can make it, man. Um, where can we listen to your films? Soundtracks. Well, scores. I have a website. I have a website, StephenCreclo.com, and I'll put it in the. Uh, in the uh, sorry to dox myself for those who weren't expecting it, you can check out my film music on that website. There's not too much, but you can IMDb me, see what kind of stuff Sweet. I've been up to. I'm about to start uh, scoring a new movie uh, late this summer. Which Ooh, can we talk, talk about, about that yet? Not yet, not okay. yet. But I did. I did score a movie called James versus His Future Self, uh, featuring uh, featuring Daniel Stern in it. Mm. I think it's one of his best performances. Mm. Uh, it's a, it's a time travel comedy, like it's a love letter to Back to the Future, and Daniel if you like Stern. Uh, if you like eighties movies, Daniel Stern from Hell, like Home City Alone. Slickers, Home Alone, yeah, yeah. it uh, is a very funny movie, uh, all about time travel Excellent. and living in the now. It's a it's a movie about time travel that takes place entirely in the present. <laughs> oh. uh, so we Wonderful. did the music for that. My friend uh, Ian Lefevre and I co-composed the mu- the music, and it got us nominated for a Canadian Screen Award, Dude. Uh, which I don't know how that happened, but I was we were up against Howard Shore, who's like one of the best. Yeah, you can also check out my 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 retro game pursuit at twitch.television slash scubasol, where I'm live five days a week, every weekday morning, 10.30 Eastern time. Right Get now it. we're playing Super Ghouls and Ghosts. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, which is kicking my ass. Yeah, well, retro games Definitely do that. Definitely everybody... You should go follow Scuba Soul. Follow, follow his guy. stuff. 
All right, so Wayne's World, big screen spinoff of the Saturday Night Live skit. Rob Lowe plays a producer that wants to take the public access Wayne's World to the world of commercial television. Wayne and Garth battle to save their show and Wayne's girlfriend. Pretty short synopsis, but that's pretty much the gist. Sounds like the driest, like not the driest, but it sounds like the, the saddest description of one of my favorite movies of all time. It's funny to hear it. Right. I, I can't wait to hear your perspective, Corey. You um, know, this movie, yeah. So, let's talk about, before we get into the, the fat meat of this movie, tell us your tidbit of knowledge behind Wayne's World. If you want to talk about Wayne's World, first of all, the plot has nothing to do with Wayne's World. <laughs> the plot is sort of sort of important to Wayne's World. To analyze it from a, a plot synopsis, it, it sort of ignores the, the lore of Wayne's World, which, despite being filmed and shot in, like, Aurora, Illinois, is actually a story that comes out of Scarborough, Ontario, where Mike Myers grew up, where he had his formative teenage partying years. So Wayne's World, I think, really begins for me with Bob and Doug McKenzie. You guys know, do you guys have Bob and Doug McKenzie, like SCTV? Strange Brew. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Dude, okay, I that kind of not a long US. time. No. You've heard of it, I've though, right? I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so take Bob and Doug McKenzie and update it for the headbangers generation of the 80s. Like metal, like heavy metal parking lot kind of stuff. The character Wayne Campbell started out on like local public access Toronto TV. It was like a it was like a comedy character that Mike Myers would do on the air with his friend Christopher Ward, who hosted the the, the show The New Music, which was like pre MTV kind of like music channel. Okay, uh, that that got him the attention of Lauren Michaels. Quickly scooped him up for uh, SNL, right? And then he brought Dana Carvey along. And Garth is, I don't know if you guys got this deep into the into the lore, but Garth is basically oh. based on Dana Carvey's actual brother, Scott Carvey. And the, the fun <laughs> fact about Scott Carvey is he invented something called the video toaster, which was one of the first like editing things for the Amiga computer. And it won him like a technical Emmy. <laughs> wow. Uh, so he really was like a yeah like so the character Garth, genius yeah is just like it's basically his awkward socially awkward but super genius brother scott and he's basically like like that's those like these characters come from like real kind of places and i think that's why uh it was so successful like the movie made a lot of money it feels so real you know i mean it yeah. feels like it yeah and the video I, toaster yeah, is a real thing it's a real thing, yeah. There's a Wikipedia <laughs> entry that I I, I I loaded up, and I'm like, I'm not going to read this. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, dude. <laughs> yeah. So Anything that's 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 video, where man. Wayne's World comes from from a lore perspective. It's 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 Wayne. It's Mike Myers growing up in Scarborough, going to Tim Hortons, which was sort of repurposed as Stan Makita's Donuts. Right. Yep. And uh, and. Uh, Go, like the Gasworks, for example, where they first see Tia Carrere's band yeah. play. Mm -hmm. That's a real Crucial club talk. in Toronto. And I, I actually yeah. played at the Gasworks before it closed in the mid-90s. It's a cool-looking venue. One of, one of my first gigs. It didn't look quite as cool as in the movie, but it really existed. <laughs> so awesome. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you for that, that wad of knowledge. 
<laughs> I got, was, I got yeah. plenty of wads where that came from. Yeah. Wad like. It was a little more than a tidbit. Yeah. But <laughs> excellent. It's more of a timbit. So there you go. <laughs> it came out in nineteen ninety two. It was directed by Penelope Spheris. I looked her up. No, she's all it's over the great. place as a director. Yeah. She's uh she's got some like indie stuff that's really kind of covering the music scene. And then she's got, like, the big Hollywood stuff, like Little Rascals, Beverly Hillbillies, and friggin' Black Sheep. Our other stuff was lame, Corey? Uh, the Decline of Western Civilization Part Two: The Metal Years. Mm -hmm. Essential viewing. Just just to just to see all these metalheads basically make fools of themselves. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that. It's pretty amazing. It's definitely on my two-watched list. Uh, I guess I didn't see the Black Sheep part, huh? Yeah, she's got tons of hits under her belt. That's a good one. I didn't really care for the Beverly Hillbillies or the Little Rascals. Well, no, but they were major Hollywood movies, and you that was a money making thing. Audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're still lame. <laughs> but yeah, the she decline was, uh, of Western civilization—that's interesting. Yeah, she's never such, heard of that. Uh, she's that been described as a uh, as a rock and roll and anthropologist. Really, which is um, kind of a unique title. <laughs> looking at her picture in this Wikipedia, she looks fine. She's like 74. I think that picture was in like the 80s. Excellent. <laughs> there, Corey. <laughs> well, hey, call it out when you can, right? Um, yeah, I guess so. So it was written by Mike Myers and Bonnie and Terry Turner, you know, mm -hmm. from the uh, Saturday Night Live sketch. It stars Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, as Wayne and Garth. Yeah, and then you said Tia Carreri or what? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Carrera. Carrera? Is it Carrera? Carrera, as far as I know, yeah. Rob Lowe. And a bunch of just side people, which I thought was great. Chris Farley's <laughs> in the sucker. Meatloaf is in it. Yeah, Meatloaf. Ed O'Neill from Married uh, with Children. Mm -hmm. I mean, good schniz. Don't forget it. Sphincter Boy there. Uh, Mr. Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray's brother. Bill Murray's brother, yeah. I, I like the way Actually, he talks. I, I got curious about the hyphenated last name and I was like the did he take his wife's name did they take each other's name I looked it's it true. up and it's just a SAG conflict um, the Screen Actors Guild has to have you have to register with unique names and somebody there was already a Brian Murray so he had to uh, change it up and he just added like his O'Doyle. grandmother's maiden name yeah that's great yeah, yes Chris, it works Chris, Farley, Chris Farley's first movie role was Wayne's World that's awesome. Yeah, He's see, I was reading that too. Yeah, I mean, this is the security guard giving out the information, yeah. which is <laughs> the great. Informed security yeah. guard. It's a great bit, right? Um, it came out February. It came out on Valentine's Day, dudes, nineteen ninety-two. Uh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, right. I know what Sorry, take your woman. This to. is the last tin. This is the last tin bit that I will interject. <laughs> Let's get it. I saw. I saw it on opening night. Uh, grade. I was seven gonna get there. Grade eight on a triple date. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's badass. Triple day. <laughs> that's excellent. That's excellent. <laughs> On Valentine's Day! A triple date. What's a triple yep. date? Well, three, three guys, couples? three girls. Okay. One one hilarious movie, see what happens. Maybe, maybe you'll you hold three hands. Ladies. Yeah, maybe you'll get a hug goodbye. I don't know. I thought uh, it was it you did, and three women. I, uh, no, sadly, uh, that, that my, my grade uh, eight... Uh, lady uh, uh, skills or whatever uh, were, were, were unrefined at that point. 
<laughs> so it was still working mean, out the bugs in the game. This, there was three guys who were in a four, band dude. together. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. Like the band who's basically like Wayne and Garth and one other guy. Nice. Like, so we uh, had some girls to go. So you like to play? <laughs> I, I like to play. <laughs> that's that's awesome, dude. So now we know we're. Oh, Steve has seen this movie in the theater. Bryson, when was the first time you seen this movie? And then we'll go into the other stuff. And I think it had to be uh, right when it came out on VHS. I think we mm. rented it. Mm. And uh, it had, I, I guess it was 92, 93, somewhere in that area. Right. And it was just amazing. And I remember just loving it. Did you watch it with your folks? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did I mean, you like I was it? a. Do you remember? I was a pretty young kiddo, man. I was, what, uh, eight or nine? Nice. When I saw it. And yeah, no, I don't remember my parents' reaction, but I just have always remembered this movie. You know, a few of the iconic scenes, the Foxy Woman. Of course. The Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, man. The Schwing Salute. Six with It's you. just stuck with me all these years, man. Right. Same. We had movie night, and my dad picked it because they both nice. loved Saturday Night Live. And yeah, I've never heard of it. I never even heard of Bohemian Rhapsody until that. It reinvigorated Queen's career. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually was a fan of the song and of Queen before the movie. Uh, so that just re-cemented that fandom. Right, that's great. Yeah, I, I never, I didn't really like music back then. So, Well, whatever, it was uh, on the radio. Uh, so I liked all the classic pop hits. It wasn't until high school when people started like playing rock and metal songs for me. But yeah, so that's where I saw it, and I enjoyed it. I never watched Saturday Night Live before that either, and that's when I started yeah, watching no, I, him. I think I saw this with zero information about Saturday Night Live. I didn't even know that was a show Yeah, I when I saw this. And that's when my parents got it. So I was, I was surprised that it was fun. <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was like an, a lame adult show. Yeah. This movie had a budget of $20 million. And banked with one hundred and eighty-three point one million in the box office, so it was a successful a hit. Um, I did read that. It, I guess it's the most successful of any Saturday Night Live movie that came out. In more ways than one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the rest were pretty. It's the highest-grossing film. Pretty bad compared to this one. You can't. Even Wayne's World Two, not a good movie. Yeah. No. I do want yeah. to watch that again. I don't remember it. I watched it before I watched this one. <laughs> Cause I liked it. How... Christopher Walken is like the bad guy in it's, Wayne's World it's 2. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I love Christopher Walken. Yeah. That just makes me want to watch it That's more. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I always quote the, uh, what was it? Cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. I didn't know it was so from still, that. Yeah, so uh, I still like say that. Let's talk about these dudes that are in it. Michael Myers. Mike Myers, I guess what he goes by. Canadian American yeah. actor. Um, who's been in all sorts of good things. We I guess we already talked. Austin Powers, the Shrek movies. Yeah, he um has since retired from acting. Which is sad. I really enjoyed the uh, the Shrek bit. movies. Yeah, he was, yeah. And then Dana Carvey as Garth Algar, which is like the coolest name. Yeah, he, that's an excellent name. 
I guess he really wasn't in any like big movies. I really liked him in Trapped in Paradise. Do y'all remember that? It was in the nineties as well. Not Never sure saw I saw that one. one. Yeah, it's like a, like can... a heist movie almost. Like a Christmas themed I... one. I can easily Nicholas say Cage that this is, is the best thing I've ever seen Dana Carvey in. No dude, it's Master of Disguise. No, not at all. Oh dude. Disagree. He was great in it. <laughs> oh, I loved it. That movie was a train wreck. The Master of Disguise? What about his, what what? About his late night show? He had a late do, night talk show that? for about two weeks. Dude, it was <laughs> yeah, terrible. that did not last long. Horrible. Yeah, he had really bad luck. It was the straight up Dana Carvey show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Too bad. I saw Dana Carvey do stand up in L.A. two years ago, and he How killed. Was it? It, was was him, it was good. It was him and Kevin Nealon from SNL. And both of them just destroyed. And then they got on stage and just chatted for like hour and a half. That's cool. And yeah. I could see, see him being good at that. Yeah. yeah was, for you sure. know, it was a lot of political stuff, but uh, yeah, he, he I mean, he's George a master Bush. of impressions. Yeah. 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 He just like, he can do like little micro impressions of anybody. Just like one You're word. You're not wrong, dude. Yeah. He's great. I like mm -hmm. him. It's sad that he's not doing more like common things or even big shows. He's a good actor. In my opinion. Next we have yeah. Tia Carrera. Her real name yeah. is crazy long. Just oh, I didn't know she now. had a real name. Althea Ray Dujinio Janeiro. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So she's been a, a few things. I like her in True Lies. Do you remember that? She's like the villain woman. Hmm. Right. True Lies. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. She was in there. Hunter, obviously. I don't think I'm, I haven't seen that one. Uh, yeah, Roller Country. Was it that uh, TV show? Right? She's a babe. Yeah. Where's my That's list? probably her biggest biggest credit. Oh, and General oh, Hospital, too. Yeah, she yeah. was in the soap yeah. opera. Also had... And besides her acting career, I mean, she's a singer-songwriter, I believe. I'm not sure if she writes the songs, but she's certainly a singer. Uh, uh, four Grammys to her name for four albums. Really? Uh, she, I thought it was yeah. Cute. She acts. Uh, she was a model. She does voice acting as well. Like, she's all over it. She got Grammy for her music. Mm hmm. Yep. Best Hawaiian music album twice, and then oh. nominated two other times. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I get that four time wrong? I thought she had four uh, Grammys. Four, four time nominated. Okay, there you go. Four time nominated oh. Grammy. Still singer. That's great. I had no idea. I know she yeah, did all awesome. the vocals on um, Crucial Taunt in the movie. Also, yeah. her first CD, her first album, Dream, went uh, platinum in the Philippines. It's a little I bit of random knowledge I picked yeah. up on Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> that's that's where we get it, man. Exactly. Dictionaries. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. The more you know. That's why we have guests on here and, and another host. <laughs> that's right, yeah. We miss shit all the time. <laughs> we have Rob Lowe as Benjamin, the producer, slash douche. He's been in a you know, shit ton of movies. Yes, he's supposed know. to be the guy that's like hated, but man, I liked Rob Lowe in this. He was really good at that kind of. His acting was so weird for dick. me in this movie, but <laughs> oh, it was interesting. He came through. He's done a lot of things. Saint Elmo's Fire, The Outsiders. Is he a member of the Brat Pack? Apparently, just because he was in what Saint Elmo's Fire. Tommy Boy. He wasn't yeah. Tommy <laughs> Boy. Tommy Boy. Yeah. Yeah, he was great in that. He played the same character basically, except basically, he had a right. thing for mommy instead of right. Chris Trager <laughs> in Park and Rec. Yep. 
Parks and Rec, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, just, we can go on and on. But I really liked him in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. He was literally amazing in it. Uh, from what I've read, apparently he's very much like his character Chris Traeger. I heard this life. as well. Just a little less cartoonish, apparently. Yeah. So Rob Lowe's in this movie, and we talked about Brian Doyle Murray. He's been in a yep. load of movies he as well. Caddyshack, awesome right? in this. Caddyshack, man. Yeah, he was great in Caddyshack. I liked him in that. Groundhog Day. Was no, he, he was the mayor. Yeah. yeah, he was the mayor, I think. He yeah. did a lot of his son, or son, brother's movies. He did Scrooge. He mm-hmm. oh, okay. says he's in Ghostbusters 2, but who the hell was he in Ghostbusters 2? I have no idea, man. I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, but I really like this dude's voice. Um, you can tell yeah. he's a Murray, too. Um, Iconic voice. Yeah, and we went, pretty much went over everyone else that's kind of been in here. I mean, there's a There were a couple people, people that just weren't even named, like uh, the Dream Woman who had, I think, one line. I'm pretty I sure she was Gary's British. <laughs> Donna Dixon is her name. Yep. Working and, at Stan uh, Alice Mikita Cooper, Donuts. obviously. Alice Cooper's in Alice it. Cooper. I love movie, him yeah. in this movie, yeah. Alice Cooper's Same with so his band, yeah. Yeah. And perfect song oh. to play. Yeah, so those are the actors and actresses of this movie. It had a pretty rad soundtrack, as we talked before. It had Queen. Yeah. There uh, was a, uh, I want to say Weaver. Red Hot Chili Peppers song yep. you played, but yep. I have no idea which one. I, I tried finding it. Uh, it's on the soundtrack. I, I had the soundtrack as a kid. It's probably some sort of like sure it's in there. B, B-side, uh, yeah. like some sort of unreleased track from blood sugar sex magic or something it's it's the one where he is uh he's driving wayne's just driving in his car in the mirth yeah, he's speeding off oh, is to it? Go get yeah. i guess T-O i didn't realize it i was just jamming um my favorite is ballroom blitz is in there yeah fantastic yeah. Tia killed it arguably better than the original i think so uh, i don't think so that's good i just like sweet and yeah there's not enough bass in it in, in their cover. And bringing up Ballroom Blitz, I think um, you guys know what a Mandela effect is? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that might be one. Because I, I would swear up and down, like, I just associate that song with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, but apparently it was not in, it's not in there. that movie. Right. And just because it's that flamboyant. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I looked that up and there are people online <laughs> swearing up and down that it was in there. So mm-hmm. it's not just me. But it, right. it's not. I also <laughs> I will say, I believe my cover is better than all of theirs combined. Of this. Because <laughs> <laughs> we also play this live. Um, nice. Yeah, it's a good one. Can I talk? Should yeah, I talk? Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, talk it up, man. Uh, tracks I love from that soundtrack are obviously Dreamweaver, Gary Wright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, they just play that track over yeah. her band play. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. And add yeah. the 80s little star effect. Good stuff. Fo- yeah. And then Fo- Foxy Lady. Foxy, one, yeah. Which actually, if you look at the credits, there's somebody who's credited as chore- choreographing the Foxy Lady scene. Like, wow. Garth nice. had to, like, work with a choreographer. To move his hips <laughs> yeah, left and right. Yeah, he had down, man. The... Yeah. I mean, he did and, have uh, to mouth it, too. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think the Alice Cooper song is bad. Feeding My Frankenstein is a yeah. great one, yeah. dude. I never I'm, realized I'm a hungry weird. man, but I don't want pizza. Yeah, uh, right. Blah 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 blah, and then I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I never realized how weird the lyrics were, but Alice Cooper's <laughs> a weird dude, but highly intelligent, but a weird dude. It's a great song, right? I love how uh, the only like straight characters in the entire movie who aren't just idiots are the people in bands. Like Tia Carrere is like very plays it very straight, and Alice Cooper in the band couldn't be more like eloquent and well spoken. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like highly and intelligent, learned, knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah, it was good. All the facts about Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, which yeah, it was great. That was amazing. All right, so let's let's dive deep in this mofo. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get it cool. done. So I'm going I'm to read a stretch of a paragraph and then we can discuss fun little bits and all the good stuff. In Aurora, Illinois, rock music fans Wayne Campbell and Garth Algar host a public access television show, Wayne's World, from Wayne's parents' basement. A broadcast of Wayne's World catches the attention of television producer Benjamin Kane. While out cruising with his friends in Garth's car, the Mirthmobile, Wayne stops to admire a 1964 Fender Stratocaster in a shop window. I uh, I looked up that guitar, and to the best of my knowledge, it's the 1964 Olympic White, which I found sure, online yeah. for between 14 to 19 grand. Yep, uh-huh. Unbelievable. And it looks like he paid... I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but it looks like when he buys it, he paid $2,000. Did you really so what a, count what how a much steal. it was? And that's probably what they were going for in 1990, 1991. Yeah. 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 It's in really good condition, and it's actually like they got a real one. Like, it's that's a that's period correct for, for whatever they're talking about. Yeah. Good stuff. It's, uh, um, it's the sorry, guitar I, to have, dude. I'll say one more thing about the music store is, yeah. is that the No Stairway to Heaven... True. That that when he plays the guitar, uh, it was "Stairway to Heaven" that he was playing, and then they had to replace it after uh, Led Zeppelin, I guess, guess yeah. wanted some money for that track. It was not. and that sign actually exists in uh, a Long and McQuaid, which is a musical music store in Toronto. And like a lot of that's that's directly from Mike Myers's childhood. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it exists at a, at a couple, like in Austin too. Right. Not okay. just that, nice. but a couple other songs, which I don't blame <laughs> them. You don't want a dude coming here playing the same schniz. Yeah, probably yeah. no Deep Purple, right? <laughs> bom, the smoke bom, on the water, bom. yeah. No, no, thank you. Anything but smoke <laughs> on the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how this movie starts out. Rob Lowe's in his fancy apartment with pizza on his bed and a, uh, a good-looking lady, and they're skipping yep. through just. You know, like you did in the 90s, just channel surf. I love the channel surfing, man. Yeah, the Chia Pet, the Clapper, all the commercials. <laughs> yeah, just brought uh, back some nostalgia at, for sure. We get a look at Mr. Vanderhoff and his arcade playing right. Sonic in the background. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> good stuff. Not an arcade I think Scuba's got some feelings on Sonic. <laughs> Is it That's not for a different podcast. Game? Exactly. Is it not? Yeah. <laughs> they never made a Sonic arcade game, no. Yeah. Oh. And also, it's terrible, according to who you speak to. What the game <laughs> itself? I couldn't get into it. Nope, not for me. Yeah, I was never a big fan. Too fast-paced. <laughs> the music was too intense. Wayne's parents' basement. I love it, dude. Yeah. Oh, this is um, 
So I was looking up in my in my little journey that Scuba sent me on with the backstory for Wayne yes. and Garth. Um, Tell me about it. I found Wayne's power minute that he did out of a little van. Really? A lot of times, kind of a take on the Power Hour. Okay. Played on was it was it yeah. much music? I think it was. Yeah. They played that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in one episode that I managed to find, he talked about how lame air anything other than guitar is. Um. You know, he mentions drums specifically as being lame played in the air. And air guitar is the only one that works. It's and true. The first thing we see Wayne and Garth doing in the movie is Wayne's playing an actual guitar and Garth is air drumming. And I just is, find that so funny. It's hilarious. He's, he changed his mind, I guess, apparently. You well, know? Wayne Wayne himself is air drumming for the... There you go, in yeah. The, in, the, in the heavy part at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody. He is. There's, so is Mike Myers. He's changed his mind, I guess. Yeah, he's he's seen the light. Air drumming is legit. So no known hypocrite. I personally do it myself. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, air drumming is great, man. I can't real drum. I may as well air drum. Or chest drum. Hit your pectorals. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I like the uh, the suck and cut. What a great device. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Garth wastes no time and just freaking out. But right, it's, it's got to be right. Oh, sorry, I, I was <laughs> just wondering if the suck cut actually exists, and then I remembered the Floby. No way, exists. Yeah, you yeah. guys remember the Floby infomercial? I don't think I yeah, do. It was, it was the suck cut. It was yeah. like literally that a, a clipper that you attach to your vacuum. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it's a great idea, right? You just get rid of all the hair. It was a different design, I think. Uh, the suck cut kind of pulls your hair up and then cuts it. This one, like, cuts and just gets rid of the waste. Oh, I think okay. that's a little bit of a better design, personally. Mm. Sounds crazy. Yeah. I would never do it. I mean, I've thought, I've wanted to shave my head you for a while. Yeah, I was my hair's getting a little too long. And I've thought about just off. taking the vacuum yeah. and putting it right there, you know? Dude, that's how they do it in the military. There they you have go. big clippers that it has a suction right underneath it. So as soon as you do it, it's sucking it up. Yeah, I mean, if you're just gonna just shave it off, might as well, right? It's exactly. Yeah, makes sense yeah. to me. Uh, but anyways, yeah, the suck cut did not work. <laughs> Garth's <laughs> hair did not change length. No, not at all. He <laughs> just sucked it a little bit on yeah. his melon. Um, it sucked out his will to live a little bit too. Right. The Mirthmobile, dude. Love that thing, man. AMC Pacer. Yep. Nineteen. What was it? Seventy-six. Seventy-four. Seventy. Something it's, like it's that. It's a 76 yeah. Pacer hatchback. <laughs> there you go. With the uh, light blue uh, and the flame streaks on the side. They had one They had one at uh, Canada's Wonderland, I think. Did they? Uh, I know they had a couple of museums, I thought. Yeah, because cool. uh, Paramount bought Canada's Wonderland, which is our big, uh, like, okay. sort of Six Flags type amusement park. Right. That in, makes in sense. In the mid 90s. So they put, I think they put a, uh, maybe it was a Back to the Future car. Uh, and that, yeah, that, then the, I, they put a Mirthmobile in there. I'm not sure That's if it excellent. had the Twizzler dispenser. It should. That's. I've always wanted one in my car. That was amazing, the, yeah. Even I, the little I cutter the was ingenious, thing. dude. I want to do the same thing, but for Slim Jims. How so, great oh, would that be? That would be great, be? too. Vinegar yeah. smelling car, yum. In the Texas <laughs> heat. <laughs> yeah, might not work in yeah. Texas, you're right. I mean, I'd rather smell it like a nice strawberry yeah. anytime. Even that could go bad, though. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it just get hard. But I like mine hard. But yeah, um, I looked up the uh, Mirthmobile, and apparently it's also used in uh, Wayne's World 2. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. surprise of course, there. yeah. Um, 
It mentions the uh, the CD player that he bolts onto the dashboard, of course. <laughs> Isn't that great? The the Twizzler dispenser, and there's also a uh, a little disposable cup dispenser mm. in the car, right? Somewhere, it's pictured, but it's not really talked about or mentioned in the movie. Right. In case you're gonna spew. In case you're there gonna you spew, go, yeah. man, you gotta spew into yeah. that. Your I totally tiny... agree. Good stuff. Um, I used to have my CD player just like that. I velcroed it up onto my dash where you Did put you? the little cassette into the uh, cassette thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember that? The converter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those things were big money back then, man. Everybody had to have one. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I did. I was rocking it. But uh, yep. I've always wanted the Mirthmobile. And then my dad told me they're terrible to take care of. <laughs> Isn't that worth yeah. it? Well, it's AMC, man. They just yeah. fall apart. True, true. The Bohemian Rhapsody scene, I think, is one of my favorite scenes of this movie. Probably the favorite scene of the movie. Just where they pick up I mean, Phil. I, I throw around the word iconic, but this is like the definition of iconic. Like, I mean, <laughs> it redefined the song in a lot of people's minds. Yeah, and it's just stuck with me over the years. And I Mike, still Mike never knew the lyrics. Is- Mike Myers insisted that they use that song. I think Lauren Michaels really, really was pushing for uh, "Welcome to the Jungle." Yeah, by G by G and R. Mm-hmm. Mike Mike Myers said, "I think at one point I won't do this movie if we don't get to use Bohemian Rhapsody." Right. And he got the uh, AOK from uh, Freddie Mercury, who thought it was hilarious. Certainly worked oh. out for him. Yeah, <laughs> right. Now, yeah, not to not to discount "Welcome to the Jungle." I think that could have been pretty great as well. But uh, sure, it, sure. it wouldn't have topped Bohemian Rhapsody. It just worked out perfectly. Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it's what made this movie. Yeah. Um, so, perfect scene. I like Phil. Drunk Phil. That's hilarious. Who said, let me go. <laughs> Good shit. He's just popping up through the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's looking at the, the, the car, car garage. You're, you see him yeah. sober for once? I'm like, what? It was yeah. weird. With no memory of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The donut shop, Stan, was it Makita's? Stan yeah. Makita's, yeah. The old uh, center from the Chicago Blackhawks. It looks like a badass place, dude. I want some donuts. Yeah, it looks really cool, man. It Pretty does hockey, look cool. memorabilia filled. Great choice. I don't. I couldn't imagine anyone but Ed O'Neill playing <laughs> that. What is it, Vietnamese days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. his character was amazing Glenn wasn't it yeah Glenn talking about yeah. like, and he is the only person other than Wayne and Garth to address the camera you're right that was he? great mm-hmm. it's such a funny bit where they I mean not only that they break the fourth wall and talk to the camera but then oh, someone right. else tries to mm-hmm. and then they rebuke him for it it's just yeah. there's a lot of good perfect. fourth wall scenes in this I mean that's yeah. what this movie's like about fifth wall right yeah you're right mm-hmm. exactly Right through the fourth wall's fourth wall. And then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all this movie is just a bunch of really good scenes on top of each other. Not always making sense, but it, I liked it. It sort of tries to follow the ar- archetypal, uh, like, hero's tale or whatever. And, and, and yeah. like, you know, what do Wayne and Garth want? They want money. They want fame. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to party. They want the guitar. You're right. But what they really need is to be themselves and stick to their roots and... Do their show from the basement of their of <laughs> Wayne's parents' place. Do it their blah, way. Blah, blah. Exactly. Yep. Um, yep. They later go to a nightclub where they avoid Wayne's troubled ex-girlfriend, Stacy, 
while Wayne falls for Cassandra Wong, vocalist and bassist of the band Crucial Taunt, and impresses her with his Cantonese. You gotta watch out for that hose beast, man. The psycho hose beast. <laughs> the Cantonese scene. I mean, there's so many good scenes in this. Oh, that, yeah. that big old dude who gets shocked by uh, Gar's fun invention is Taser. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I, I'd like to get, get by, by now. now. <laughs> yeah. And I've used that many a times, too. Like in the clubs, yeah. when I'm playing a show, I'd say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's excellent. It's good shit. I love that uh, crazy-ass belty straps on with right. a stun gun. It's so good. It's got like, it's a little battery pack and turns it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As as the Mission Impossible theme plays. Right. And that, that, just so you know, that costs a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Anytime that, you... That, that could, like I bet, I bet like a like a significant percentage of the twenty million dollar budget was to license Mission Impossible and Happy Birthday. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. You got to license is. Happy Birthday. Yep, it's true. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, did yeah. they take it off? That's great. Public domain now. Dude, it's about time. Um, eh? Meatloaf mm-hmm. is the doorman in this at the gas works. Yeah, I would love to play it. The gas works. I did it. Um, did you guys I notice? Yeah, see, jealous. That's too far <laughs> from us. Did y'all see the other band that was getting on stage after Crucial Taunt? The Jolly Green Giants. They were no, all tall dudes with long no. hair, wearing light green clothing. And I think their hair looked like they have a spray painted a little bit. That I is that. incredible. So, I have never noticed awesome. that. I've seen the movie a hundred times. Yeah. So it's the scene. Where she's getting off stage and someone pours beer on her, splashes beer on her, and she kicks her ass. Yeah, but I'm always watching like her Right legs. during that, watch these dudes going up to the stage. They're wearing, like, overalls, and uh, it's green. <laughs> I was like, that's got to be that's the Jolly great. Green Giants. They're all tall as that's shit, great. too. So I wonder if the, I wonder if the shitty Beatles are somewhere in the club as I well. I was looking for a <laughs> shitty Beatle, dude. I only hope so. I was man. looking for a Ringo. I couldn't find him. <laughs> it was good. Stacy, let's talk about Stacy for a second. She's bonkers, man. She's crazy. I think she's hot. She's got that, but she's, she's crazy. Got that Wayne necklace, of course she's she's hot. I mean, of course, like the hot ones are always the crazy ones. She's, she, the crazy you know, ones aren't redhead. necessarily always hot, but see all the freckles on her too. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, she is wearing that Wayne necklace. You're right. The Wayne necklace, it's too much. I man. laughed so <laughs> loud about the gun rack scene, though. She got it's him a true, gift. Yeah. She's carrying a random gun rack with her. What I don't own gift? a gun. <laughs> it's good shit, dude. It was great, yeah. I was like, you obviously don't know this man very well. I, I, uh, fun fact: a young, a young scuba Saul in high school dated a, a psycho hose beast named Stacy. Did, <laughs> Did she wear a little necklace that said "Scuba Saul" on it? You'll have to wait for my memoirs to find out. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Tia was playing Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire. I think she did a great I, job. That was a it. good cover, in my opinion, too. Yeah. Yep. Mother she can wail. Yeah, she, she can wail. That's also where we hear Dreamweaver for the first time, I believe. Yeah, because he's, he's just uh, instantly madly in love with her. Oh, here's a question for you, Steve. Oh, I'm sorry, Scuba. You can call me whatever you like. Steve is a good You're one. actually lucky. He calls most people Steve. So. I do. It turns yeah. out to be a good time. Is there actually a pool table? 
Uh, well, I only played the Gasworks once, and it was one of my first... I think it was the third gig my high school band ever played. And it was like... Um, it was in the like the the, the basically the gasworks was on its last legs because nobody wanted to go to Young Street. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we got to play the gasworks. Or it might have been leaves. a pool table. It was not a two-level affair. It was basically a little hole in the wall on the second floor above like a like a kitchen supply store or something. Yeah. Uh, on Young Street in Toronto, but uh, you know, interesting they, it, movies make everything larger than life. It's true. Um, so so yeah you got this sort of uh you know alice in wonderland down the rabbit hole version of the gasworks with actual fire so, coming out of the right. sign <laughs> so yeah. naturally it has that sign was amazing a pool table too cool <laughs> um i did post on his little general thing a picture with the green giants in the background amazing <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's great <laughs> it's so good. Russ is like, man, I want to see it. Dude, I want to see it so bad. To detail. Yeah. Holy cow! Right? Are they in dresses? It looks like they're in no, dresses. No, like weird coveralls, and like one guy's wearing like a bustier or something. I don't know. Yeah, and big <laughs> giant green hair. I'm pretty sure that's, that's a Dana Electro guitar too. That's amazing. But I've yet okay. to see the shitty Beatles. Can you imagine going into the just... casting? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're playing for the Jolly Green Giants band. We're all like six foot one or taller. <laughs> That's incredible. I wonder if they're a real band that they found. I know. I haven't just recruited for this. Or I really like, hope so. I hope they're still playing. As seen on Wayne's World. <laughs> That's awesome. That's that's good. Benjamin meets with Wayne and Garth to convince them to sell him the rights to the show for five thousand dollars each. Later, Wayne returns to the music store and purchases the Strat with the money. A lot of this plot like skips over a lot of good stuff, so we could definitely go back. Um, like how Benjamin and his producer... I always forget that guy's name, too. He's in a lot of shit. Russell. Is it... Russell. Russell! Yeah. I love his windbreakers, played by, man. Played by Kurt Fuller. Yeah, that's right. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah, I like Perfect. him in this. He's Perfect so good in this. Yeah. 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 And his his character's like that producer guy that right. wants to try and be slick but really just isn't. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of like he, this wholesome he's an guy. Nerd. Dude, yeah, exactly. He's, the windbreaker, man. He's this man. like wholesome guy. He really gets Wayne. It seems like he doesn't want to, but he does. You know, he starts mm-hmm. loving yeah. the show and he's just like this super character. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Later, Garth sort of like convinces him, like sort of tries to deprogram him. Right, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, he joins the dark side, man. He, he joins with Wayne and Garth. I like the scene with Rob Lowe and Russell trying to convince Noah to um, sponsor them. Mm-hmm. How they just kind of like lure him in. Really tricky, yeah. him, I guess. They really do a number on him, man. They make him, I think it seems like they make him think that signing Wayne's World is his idea. Right. Do you remember the video game he talked about? Ragnar or uh, Zagnar, the gelatinous cube that eats the village people? (laughs) Where it's impossible to advance to the next level. Yeah. So it just eats your quarters. I was like, that's got to be boring as hell, dude. Who wants to be a gelatinous cube? Yeah. They don't move fast, man. No. (laughs) And they're not fun. You just carry, you're like a vacuum. That's it. That's crazy. 
Yep. Latinus right. Cube, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Scuba, so. are you a D&D nerd like we are? Nope. Never played Never it. got into it. Eh? Dude. Know. It's pretty good sometimes, man. It could, I, it could be I, fun. I would try it. I would try it once. Right on. You should try it once. Everyone out there, try D&D. Let your inner nerd come through. That's right. Learn what a gelatinous cube is. Right. See, one thing about this movie is they have some just weird, like, random scenes that I guess they just needed to add time, so they just do them in there. Like, the scene with uh, him getting the Mirthmobile re-registered for 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. Well, they do that, establish that Wayne is trying to learn Cantonese. That's that's the uh, yeah, whole I guess so. reason There's for that. that part. Yep. And then it and then it uh, it basically like it gives Wayne and Garth a chance to talk. There's not a lot to me. There's not a lot of filler in the movie. Like there's everything not. is sort of serving a, a story a story point. Fun lines, uh, quotes, filler right here at the end of the movie. Towards the end of the movie, anyway. Back in Stan Makita's, when Wayne opens that friggin' employees only door. <laughs> to the to the army training the team working yeah tell me that's not filler that's yeah so outlandish so ridiculous they do a lot of that in the Thelma and Louise yeah and it's awesome it's Montage. awesome it's hilarious but it is definitely filler yeah <laughs> gotta love Garth playing with the uh, the socket wrench yeah. <laughs> 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 hitting the car and Garth the pneumatic tools yeah. man it just and doesn't work you don't out see together. the you don't even see the mark after he's done. <laughs> it's right there. It's way more subtle. It's like a different right. different car. The other funny thing is like when you see them driving around Chicago in the Mirthmobile, you, you see like Wayne and Garth's sort, sort of hair, but it's obviously not Wayne and Garth, which they oh, kind of lay oh, yeah. in the second movie where they send yeah. them to the UK. To, they send mm-hmm. them to London to find the roadie. Mm-hmm. And they just like, they make, they, 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 they sort of make a joke of that. Like we obviously Absolutely. went. Paramount paid us to go to yeah. blah blah blah. We flew there. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotta watch the second one. Yeah, dude, for real. I gotta point out, I love Garth's dog. Who has yeah, the same haircut. Garth's dog is great. Same totally. haircut, the like punk rocker yeah. wristbands. He's even got the wristbands, yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's some good schniz. All uh, the production design in the movie is is like it's way better than it ever needed to be. It's like there's so yeah. many little tidbits of of just detail, right? That make it make it super super 3D for a movie yeah. that basically doesn't have a good plot, right? <laughs> and just a little. Oh, she, I'm sorry. She. The dog is a she. She's, She's a lady. <laughs> just little fun yeah. scenes that add like little liners to it that kind of progresses the movie, like the the airplane overhead scene. Oh, that looks yeah. so cool, man! I want to. do I that really at some want point. to do that too. I know a place we can do that, Bryson. We should go do that. We, we should go do that. Let's go I watch airplanes land like twenty feet over oh, our heads. That looks we can amazing. Talk about how attractive Bugs Bunny is in a dress. That's right. That that line was improv. Mike Myers is genuinely laughing his ass off. It was, yeah. yeah, you can tell, man. I mean, it's it's a full on genuine laugh. <laughs> no, that scene is perfect for me. That scene establishes yeah. how good the friendship is between Wayne and Garth. Like how deep it goes. They talk yeah. about the dumbest shit. They watch, you know, they they watch the airplane go over. <laughs> Garth is just whistling the theme from Star Trek, and then like someday I'd like to go boat where you no know, boldly where no man has gone before. But I'll probably just stay in Aurora. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I Absolutely. That's some good shit. <laughs> you got the Garth accent though. That was. I was Garth for Halloween on more than one Ooh. occasion. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like to play. I didn't have the glasses until now, though. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta get those glasses. Glasses dude. are good. <laughs> yeah, I basically picked my glasses. Like, how can I look more like Garth Algar? There you go. Garth That's is a good the way schnitz. to rule your life, Anna. Good way to run your life. Did you finally get your pubes <laughs> in? I got pubes. You didn't tell him about my pubes, did you? No, of course not. Fred and Harry. <laughs> All three of them. Right. <laughs> Benjamin attempts to steal Cassandra from Wayne using his wealth and good looks by distracting Wayne and Garth with all-access tickets to an Alice Cooper concert in Milwaukee while offering to produce a music video for Crucial Taunt. At the concert, Wayne and Garth make the acquaintance of a bodyguard to music producer Frankie Sharp, head of Sharp Records. It's a lot happening. Huh? Yeah. The full access backstage passes to Alice Cooper. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And their road trip so there. Were they monologue? Man, I love their road trip. Yeah. Uh, is it Laverne and Shirley? Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> the Shots Brewery Company. Yeah, the Shots Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine learning that <laughs> and doing the dance? I've always wanted to they tandem out, bicycle, though. They've got purses all of a sudden in this little shot of them skipping right. along. They're in the know. apartment. They're in the brewery. Yeah. Like they yeah. knew they were going. It's to, amazing. They knew they it's were going to the cut. brewery. It's a cut for yeah. cut recreation of the. the it really is. It uh, really is. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Did it amazingly. Let's jump back for a second. I still love doing the countdown to the the show. The five, four. Three, and they're nodding their heads during the countdown. Yeah, and they're counting <laughs> along with it, nodding. Yeah. yeah, I think it's great. They're all laughing. You can tell um, that Terry guy broke. <laughs> they were nodding their heads. Pretty yeah, awesome. he was like genu- genu- genuinely laughing. It was good stuff. Uh, the studio's legit. Russell's in there in his polo. Absolute recreation of the uh, basement. Man, I uh, I loved the bit in the studio room where the guys are all playing with the microphones. Yeah, yeah. it's whoa, almost knocked over my desk. We're good. Everything's fine. Live. That was one of my favorites, man. It was so mm-hmm. good. Garth's got the headphones. Air traffic control. You know, I would have done yeah, the same amazing. shit, dude. It's fun. It was amazing. And uh, well, just like children. <laughs> the, the product other... placement scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's some really good product placement. It's like uh, some I love people the... only do things because you're getting paid. Yeah, because <laughs> he sits in full Reebok. Outfit. Yeah, full Reebok head mm-hmm. to toe. Oh, dude, it's good stuff. Yeah, I loved the irony of it. Just talking about how they will never sell out as they just sell out, taking it's... bites of stuff. It's perfect, yeah. dude. So good, so good. <laughs> I think that one's been reproduced a couple of times on a couple different oh, shows. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen it, it. In like a cartoon or something. Yeah, for sure. I like how they're messing with. New uh, Arcadian's wife. <laughs> the, yeah. the camera guys. <laughs> May I just say, your wife's a babe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, I think I would have done the same thing. I'd be like, oh, yes, she is. You're right. 
That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Crucial Taunt. I never liked that name either, dudes. It's it's a strange name. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. I, don't I think, think they just like picked two words in a dictionary. It sounds like an Xbox Live name that you have them <laughs> auto generate. Really <laughs> <laughs> or twenty sixty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not, um, not not a great not a great band name. Not terrible. A lot of a lot of the tunes. I don't know. It seems like one of them are it, like. That's they're just hanging on one chord, right? I don't think they're really playing stuff, and and like you can tell, like they did a mix where like okay, well, there's going to be dialogue for these this minute and a half, and then we're yeah. going to need Tia Carrere to go, yeah, yeah, touch <laughs> exactly. me, yeah. And then over and over dialogue. again, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and she did a great job. I liked her outfits <laughs> in this too. She's she got a kicking body. They are shooting a music video. No, they they're doing a uh, like, like apparently a she can her unsigned band she can afford a loft space like a f- five thousand oh square gosh. foot loft like space where they have a rent party gig, right? PA, she had a beautiful did, apartment. It you know, was you know amazing. That, you know what that was also used in? Uh, the location for that was also used uh, for Inception apparently. Oh, that makes sense. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, but it was yeah, a really cool I space. Her little loft. Warehousey yeah. vibes. That yeah. whole scene was fun, dude. It was great, yeah. When mm-hmm. he's Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. I, I do that to the ladies the in my call. bedroom all the time. Or the uh, damn these high heels and keep falling on her. What? <laughs> I steal that move a lot. I think that's in the second one. It's this scene where they uh, they, they do the Cantonese conversation, is it not? No, we passed that one already. Did we pass that one? Yeah, but I'll, they hold up. He can come all turned around. He goes, "I'm <laughs> slowly. I'm just learning." And then he's using all the big words. Yeah, <laughs> that's good shit. Yeah, I've studied German for like five years. Yeah. I don't know half the words he says in that. No. <laughs> well, I, the, the the funniest part of that scene for me is how deep the conversation gets. Like, I somehow mm-hmm. feel partly responsible for her self nullifying yeah. behavior. And they're right. talking about like. Like psycho, like Kierkegaard, yeah, or whatever. But in Cantonese, was it Kierkegaard or Dick Van Patten, who said, "Yeah, <laughs> if you label me, you negate me." Right. Yeah, it's so deep. It was such a deep conversation. It, it, I loved it. It shows you like uh, this wasn't a this wasn't a movie. This was a movie about dum dums, but it was yeah. not created by dum dums. Right. It, did anyone learn any Cantonese watching this? Because I, I did. Or what? Well, I learned Zang. Zang! <laughs> yeah, that one, but I don't even know if that's Excellent. the real thing. Yeah. It's that so cre- good. cracked me up so much the first time I heard yeah. that. I think we were saying that to each other for about a month uh, after yeah. we saw that movie in school. Like, yeah. And up? in the Cantonese, Zang. there's that bit that really confused me the first time I saw it. When I sec- watched it the second time, I got it. He says like six, seven words in Cantonese, and apparently that translates to this long, long yeah. English sentence. Right, yeah. So he just kind of sits there and looks around, mm-hmm. looks at his watch, waiting for the subtitles to catch up, and it's just yeah. what a good bit. It's good shit. <laughs> what a good bit. And she plays it off real well, too. It's awesome. Yeah. While filming the revamped Wayne's World under Benjamin's oversight, Wayne and Garth find it difficult to adjust to the professional studio environment. Their contract obliges them to give a promotional interview to their sponsor, Noah Vanderhoff. That's his name. 
who owns a franchise of the amusement arcades. After Wayne ridicules Vanderhoff on the show, he is fired, leaving Garth to host the show on his own. That goes about as well as you would expect with Garth he, behind the wheel. He blows goats. <laughs> yeah. It was, this uh, man has no penis. Victor says what? Yeah. <laughs> That's where we all learned it, folks. I yeah, I guess so, eh? What? Yeah. What? Uh, what about his uh, his rap for his his latest commercial? Yeah, Kaylee. I must remove where the games are played. It's chill. It's fresh. It's Noah's Arcade. What? So good. You got as good as uh, Fred rapping Freddie Flintstone. I like it. It's good stuff. So it's he gets really fired from his show. Yeah, Benjamin is not is having his bullshit with the cards. Yeah, because <laughs> Benjamin is a chode. Garth hosting the show. You can't leave him by himself, dude. It was, it was hilarious. I'm, I'm having a really good time. Yeah. Not. not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this infuriates okay. Garth and jeopardizes their friendship. Jealous of the attention Benjamin is giving Cassandra, Wayne attempts to pre prevent her from participating in the Crucial Taunt music video shoot. But she uh, uh, breaks up with his ass or something. That snake is awful. <laughs> in the video? Yeah. What a terrible music video. It's awful. They're all wearing like... Like Joy little the jungle, like Yeah. Weird stuff. And leotards? I don't know. It was weird. Who plays bass with a snake? It's hard. <laughs> I'm sure that snake weighed a shit ton. It had to, yeah. Yeah, she's she's kind of how a much, tiny how woman. Much, how much do you think a snake like that weighs? I want to say at least a good hundred pounds. Hundred pounds. Hundred pounds is a bit much. I would say like thirty to thirty-five. No way. A female weighs up to thirty-three pounds. Yeah, I guess you're right. There you go, man. Nice. I got it. Good guess. Got it. Yeah, and I, I guess if it was. I don't know. It looks heavy. It looks yeah. heavier than I'm sure 35 it was. pounds. Well, she's she's got it on her shoulders. That's a lot of weight on your shoulders. Trying to, like, she's sing. trying to like hold it up with her arm while she plays. But yeah, it's awkward. It's heavy. It's not Didn't look time. like a good time. Plus, it's a freaking like snake. Seems like something Andrew WK would do to like train for a tour. You know, do all the rehearsals. To get his party with on a, with a snake on his back. Yeah. Hey, if you like yeah. to party, party hard. We missed the, a thing. Uh, the band was ridiculous in the music video too. Like the the shirtless guitar player. No, no. Annoyingly chewing gum. It was so weird. I didn't even notice him. He's sitting there chopping on oh, some yeah. gum. It's obnoxious. It's funny that the movie came out right uh, as grunge kind of hit the the forefront of. You're right. Music because they're still because, having the like, 80s hairdo too. Yeah, it actually was kind of perfect in, in the way that like, if if it had been released five years ago, people wouldn't laughed, you know, wouldn't have made fun of these guys as much because it'd be like, well, that's the kind of music that that's popular right now. Right. But that you know kind of like Kurt Cobain and Eddie Vedder kind of like negated all of that instantly and then like these are just cheeseball headbangers <laughs> with <laughs> playing perms. some pretty tame music for guys who look like that right it's very true yeah it's like Nelson it's very melodic Nelson I do remember after Nelson the, the twins yeah. yeah the twins I that's basically Nelson. the after the rain video it was terrible yeah I agree <laughs> 100% you gotta love the arguing scene between Wayne and Garth as the plane flies over. 
You yeah. can't hear anything he says. That's some good yeah. schniz. Earth is just, he's letting him have just, it, just, dude. Yep. Spewing obscenities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But they instantly That's become a, friends again. It's a pretty common thing. I like that in TV shows and movies when they do that. They have the character mm-hmm. yelling obscenities mm-hmm. as something happens. They blocks it. It's always clever. Fun. It's good. Yeah, always <laughs> fun. Back at Stan Makita's, Garth is stabbing donuts with coffee stirrers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm so humorous. It was so humorous to me. Yeah. It was good. Uh, and he had that the hockey the hockey stick pencil mm-hmm. like yeah. the, the 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 pencil with the hockey stick eraser every <laughs> kid oh dude in my school had one of those yeah would love in to grade have one. five and six i'm sure i mean hockey is the most popular thing oh yeah for kids in my, right? my yeah. you know in my my part of the world at mm-hmm. that time not anymore mm-hmm. Hockey's I mean, not I mean, really the main Isn't that as irrelevant, irrelevant as it used to be? Ah. Sad. I just remembered a part that I just, like, another filler part is uh, the Terminator reference. The cop. Oh, yeah. It's Robert Have Hunter. you seen this boy? <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. How did they get that? What I don't a cameo. He's like, hey, yeah, I'll do it. So, yeah, he was on the cop bike and everything yeah. did the full-on he did walk, the walk. Like the dedicated terminator walk it was great yeah. it was great absolutely it was good <laughs> um back to the music video can we talk about the spread that they have they have a bucket full of like twizzlers red and black <laughs> yeah like a shit ton of colas what is with Arcadians the shitty licorice in this movie they really like the I can't licorice. Stand licorice personally i it's love it I, I really want to be in this in this movie the catering was on point. <laughs> I haven't I haven't thought about licorice even in years. Right? Like it's, I know, right? it's not even my radar as something I would ever like eat. It should be. Uh, but I do love that they always had like a, a like in the Wayne's World set like back to like you know an hour ago when they were like on the Wayne the new Wayne's World set, their catering like craft service table was just like a bunch of pizzas, yeah. a bunch of Mountain Dew, and Pepsi Cola. Pepsi yeah. Cola, man. <laughs> I love when Rob Lowe is ordering Chinese. By the way, that was hilarious. yes, yeah. Uh, that apparently was accurate uh, Cantonese as well. Oh, was it? According to some guy on Reddit. Well, sure. <laughs> Although what did he order? it sounded like it. Uh, like barbecue pork was the uh, uh-huh. something shit that he ordered, and then I forget the rest. I didn't make a note of that, and I apologize. Oh, okay. Like char char char, char-, char- yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. what it was. The yeah. Barbecue pork is the yeah, yeah. It's one of the last things, and then of course he goes straight from the chashu to Pepsi, Mountain Dew, <laughs> Mountain Dew, Pepsi Cola. <laughs> I love the back and forth. It's such a weird thing in language that you just <laughs> brand names don't get translated or accented. Apparently, it's true. <laughs> they do in Japan. They 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 get they don't get translated, but they get like. Um, like Costco, they have Costco in Japan, and they don't call it Costco; they call it Costco. Yeah, dude, what do they call <laughs> it? The... Coke? Don't they call Costco. it cock? Don't they call oh, it Coke? Co- cock? What was that video you sent me? Coca Cola. Can I say how uncomfortable Roblo looks when he's holding the snake at the music video? Shoot, that's yeah. perfect. And he wants he to give it to that. Wayne, and Wayne's just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hang on to your snake. 
Yeah, you can keep the snake, buddy. <laughs> and their elaborate plan to get Mr. Sharp or Mr. Big to come to the house. Sharp. His license yeah, plate Sharp. says uh, Mr. Big on it. Yeah, he's yeah. His name is Frank Sharp, but his license plate says Mr. Big, Big, dude. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the bit where Rob Lowe walks right up behind Tia Carrera with the snake, and she's like, "Is that you or the snake?" And then just yeah. fucks off. It's like, great, she, that's right? Enough. That's the line right there. <laughs> it's great. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, which brings to pretty much this part. Wayne and Garth reconcile and hatch a scheme to win Cassandra back by getting her a record deal. They plan to ensure Frankie Sharp hears crucial taunt play while Garth and their friends infiltrate a satellite station with the aid of Benjamin's assistant, Russell. Wayne goes to Cassandra's video shoot, but embarrasses himself in an attempt to expose Benjamin's ulterior motive. Cassandra initially tells him to go home, but upon realizing that Benjamin is up to no good with the snake boner, she changes her mind and leaves for Aurora with Wayne, who apologizes to her. <laughs> yeah, it's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, so we were jumping ahead a little bit there, but yeah, it uh, good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we jumped past that, but um, Wayne's world crew hacks in the Sharp Satellite Television through his limo and broadcasts the crucial taunt performance from Wayne's basement, where Sharp and Benjamin converge. Yeah, so we uh, we see them hatch the plan at Stan Makita's. Right. Which uh, everybody volunteers to help. We'll the, help! Uh, the officer who I never <laughs> caught his name. I don't think they ever... They, um, uh... I think when he was first officer, introduced, they said... No, Officer Koharski. Koharski, okay. He yeah. likes to and check that, the that comes from, uh That comes from... There was a referee in the NHL called Koharski... Something Koharski. And... and uh, there's a famous, uh, like in the 80s, one of the coaches disagreed with a call that one of the refs made, whose name was Koharski. He's like, eat another donut, Koharski! <laughs> and I'm pretty that's sure that's awesome. where that's where Officer that Koharski came from. That's great. Which, yeah. I liked him. He was cool. I mean, a little yeah, overboard on cool the uh, cavity searches, but, you know, he stalls <laughs> Benjamin way that way, right? He's yeah, that was a good start. His job, you know. Yep. He's good at what he does. He and he loves what he does. <laughs> it's a dirty job, but somebody's you know gotta yeah. do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is the scene where we see the uh, random, weird, unexplained ninja training room that yeah that uh, Wayne has always wanted to open a door into at some point in his life. It pops in. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's like flamethrowers going off and they're climbing up ropes and shit weirdness yeah yeah <laughs> and they devise their plan i love when it goes to garth's bedroom and he's on his his desktop there's just nothing but like ufos on the screen while he's like typing on the keyboard <laughs> i love garth's house dude like his decor is like oh yeah he's got all the posters he's got the posters mm -hmm. he's got the little teeny tiny weird toilet with Popeye's yeah. head sticking out. Right, sticking out of it. Yeah, he's got the little action figures and stuff. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing. It's good stuff. The little, like, erector set on the floor. Like, all those oh, little contraptions and stuff. Yeah, it's so cool. That's good. <laughs> I mean, wow. it feels like they just went to his house and filmed. It doesn't feel like a set. Right? You're right. Yeah. It's pretty great. 
is yeah. pretty pretty great right um yeah all all the set design is just so perfect it's good stuff yeah. like yeah oh mm-hmm. and garth has his little like game gear set up on a stand with a tv oh, that's antenna right. I love it. We saw we saw the Game Gear because the Game Gear actually worked as a TV as well, right? It had yeah, a TV it had it had like a cartridge that you put in with yeah. antennas. I always wanted it. I remember wanting it so bad. I never got that. I had columns and some putt putt game. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't even notice. I was yeah. more just stuck on his screen. What he was looking at, if it was just a screensaver or what, I couldn't tell. I- Honestly, I didn't even notice the screen. I was too busy looking at all the weird all the other stuff, stuff in this room. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. Uh, they go to the studio and they um, get Russell on their side. They befriend him. They oh. got their money's worth for the Mission Impossible theme because they used it twice. They, use, they yeah. used the hell out of it. Yep. I like how they uh, <laughs> unscrewed the the, the flashlight. Yeah, they now. treat it like a gun. Right. Everything's yeah. okay. Watch where you're pointing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if Benjamin, this is where we learned that if Benjamin were in ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed that line too. <laughs> yeah. So they're doing all this. You see Mr. Big's limo. The band is playing in the basement. Cassandra's looking hot in that yep. dress which basically is red lingerie I'm it, not sure you dude, call it no a dress shit. honestly the dudes are just wearing vests <laughs> without <laughs> shirts yeah gotta love it <laughs> that's good stuff and then we get I to like the that. oh go ahead sorry I like that one of the guitarists in Crucial Taunt is playing a 60s strat that's probably worth as much as the, the dream guitar that Wayne bought but yeah, there's no about the red one. To it. <laughs> the red one, yeah. yeah. Modified. It looks like it has lipstick pickups it. in it too. I couldn't tell, but it has the whammy bar. I like it. Yeah, it had a humbucker in the bridge mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but it's like yeah, the Fran- Frankenstrat yeah. style. It's good stuff. Which is funny because you can buy those guitars that are pre like garage. Like they have the Fender Custom Shop has these garage mod. Uh, Frankenstrat guitars now I'm that sure. basically <laughs> the guy at the custom shop the, the the master builder is putting the Eddie Van Halen, Halen style humbucker and like whammy bar on the guitar like some dude in the garage in the 80s and <laughs> here you go seven <laughs> grand enjoy <laughs> what a job it man. can be yours <laughs> the thing I would like to point out Point it out. Uh, Because, you know, like, I love that there's multiple endings at the end of this movie. Right, exactly. And and it really just, like, it it really just, if they had tried to, like, if they had tried to to wrap up the movie in a a sort of, like, typical way, it would have just fallen so flat. Because the plot... The conceit is that the plot is a piece of garbage. Right. Um, Exactly, yeah. It was if it was any better, the movie would be kind of worse. But True. what I love is the Scooby Doo ending, where they're talking to like they took they rip Rob Lowe's like face off, like it's a yeah. mask, and it's old man yeah, Withers old man from Withers. the haunted. And he, they put him in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he was in there. They sat yeah. between them when they when they walk into Stan Stan Makita's. They're like, 
Hey, Mr. Withers, how's yeah. the music park going? He's like, oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his up. only bit yeah. until the Scooby-Doo ending. You right. don't see him at all during the middle of the movie. It's, it's amazing. All, it's all it's his masterful. fault. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty sure that, that at some point in the Scooby-Doo series, there was an old man Withers who worked at an amusement park. Like, exactly word for I word, think, line for I line. I think you're right, dude, yeah. I think so, yeah. I... Was that not every episode, though? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it was different. People it was an old time, man yeah, something. It was the same. Yeah. I mean, it was the same shit every time, right. yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> There's an old man in there somewhere. Always yeah. an old man. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the multi... The uh, multiple endings are great, and the... Doodle-loop, doodle-loop, doodle-loop. Yeah, the time warp. With the pregnant Stacy... Oh, yeah. That's in the bad. Ending. And then she just walks away. <laughs> yeah, I'm pregnant. That's why I've been so and you're the father. Bye. Yeah, and walks off, and the electrical fire. <laughs> yeah. Wayne kind of you just see it like zooming on his face yeah. with fire all around him, <laughs> and then he's like cartoon style yeah. blown up, I think, and he's carrying yeah. Garth out. I think at the time I didn't like it because it wasn't a normal ending, but now, looking back at it now, I'm just like, it's so fitting. Yeah. It's yeah, so it's good. so goofy. It's so funny. And then uh, Mr. Sharp coming in there. Um, you know he he was on Goodfellas, dude. Oh really? He, yeah. He I looked at him. It's like he looks so familiar. He's one of the thugs. He's like Teddy, someone. He's the one who kills uh that one old boy. And he that guy. Um, he only really played in that role, and then he was. Michael Jackson's manager. Oh, really? Yeah. In real life? In real life. Oh. Frank DeLeo. Yeah. He really was Mr. Big. He, yeah, he he was a gangster Tutty Cicero in Goodfellas. Huh. Interesting, right? That's cool. Yeah. Watch Goodfellas again. Look out for I, I know. know that. I haven't seen that in years, so I couldn't yeah, really place him. But um, that's why I had to look it up. Oh shit! Okay. But yeah, other than that, he was uh, a manager to Michael Jackson. What a crazy life! Very cool. Yeah, he's very Italian, so it's fitting. Yeah. Um, life imitates art. It's true. <laughs> and you, uh, you gotta love how it just ends. Yeah, we gotta get to the uh, the, the mega, mega happy, happy ending, ending now. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's my favorite ending, dude. It's got to be. It's the best ending, obviously. I mean, everyone, everyone shows up. A lesson. Yeah. The donut shop lady, <laughs> where we get her one line. She yes. comes in. I love you, Garth. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Dream yeah. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's such. A I love you, man. Impersonation. And I love you. And I've learned that platonic relationships can exist between two grown men. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. And that guy's obviously like six foot eight or something. Russell, he's tall as hell. Yeah, he's oh, a yeah. tall dude. Yeah, I was looking. Benjamin, of course, learned that a flawless profile, a yeah. perfect body, the right clothes, and a great car can get you far in America. Almost to the top, but it can't get you everything. Right. I know. What a, what a great ending. I hate his so clothing, cheesy. too. Oh, I yeah. hate his clothing so much. Yeah. The I mean, he dresses like a sleazeball. Like he does. That's... It's great. Yeah. And then just ends on Garth and Wayne in a close up doing the fish gills or whatever. Fish hands. Yeah, the weird whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. This thing, I think, right? He says something like fish gills, fish lures, <laughs> yeah. 
And then credits. It's just a big party. A party and yeah. then post credits. Or, or there's, there's mid there's, credits. Well, he, mid they credits do like a post credits. They do. There is a scene, huh? Yeah. What, what do they do in it? Tell me about it. I didn't watch that all of it. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, I forgot I they had you, the end credits. Oh, hope you liked a movie. Yeah. I, I, I hope it had a blah blah like and Wayne Wayne basically gives like the the Siskel and Ebert kind of like like uh, highbrow review of the movie. Yeah. Like I hope it had a plot that it kept you in blah 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 blah. And then Wayne and then Garth is like, I just hope you didn't think it sucked. Yeah. And then and then. <laughs> And then there's another one after the credits. Yeah, like, after what do we do that. now? Uh, I don't know. I guess we just sit here and like maybe they're just gonna fade to black. <laughs> do it. Like I can't believe they did that. Uh, they were sitting there reading yeah. magazines in the second one. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember it. Just hanging around waiting for the credits to roll. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that freaked me out when I saw that in the theater. Never, I've ne- I'd never seen anything like that in a movie. This is great. Were though. they one of the first to do the after credits no. scenes? Uh, I, I don't think so. But no. uh, but but for for somebody like me who had barely even been to the movies uh, uh, at that point, and it, yeah. it, it's it's still one of the first. It's still a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was Wayne's World, the first one. Bye bye. Party on, guys. Party on. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.